Hello, my name is Larry Dobra. I'm MMM's executive editor, and I'm thrilled to be doing another podcast with the good people of Helio. Um, today, we're going to be talking about HCP measurability and insights. And to join me, we have Dave Ruppel, the Senior Vice President of Analytics, and Rachel Wish, who's Vice President of Sales Integration. David and Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. So before we get going, and you know, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the some of the traditional metrics, but also how they've been supplemented and you know, some of the things that they can't give us. Um, before we get going, I, I think our standard question for a lot of these conversations recently, the standard first question has been, how are you? How have you and yours and Helio weathered the circumstances of the last uh, year and a half bordering coming on a year and three quarters? Relative to the world, pretty well. You know, I think we've, I've been lucky with how things are going. Going, you know, the, it, it speaks to the profession in analytics that you're at your computer doing most of it, which is easy to do from, you know, a remote location. So I've been pretty, pretty fortunate for uh, myself. Yeah, I, I can only say the same. Um, you know, it's, I, I actually have joined Helio during this time and joining a new organization during a global pandemic and is an experience, but, you know, I think both organizationally and you know, for Helio, this, you know, we're weathering the storm, I think, really well. And personally, I, you know, it's I can't complain. I mean, I'd love to be able to, you know, go to the gym and dine out inside at a restaurant. I think like everyone, but otherwise I really can't complain. Yeah, you know, uh, with young children, uh, as we were talking about before we went on the air, it becomes uh, something of a challenge and I'm in the same boat that you are, so. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, for our first topic, we're going to talk a little bit about elevating metrics. And um, I think it's a very broad question, but let's dive in with it. How do you make measurement more effective? What are some of the metrics that you see brands most focused on today? Well, I, I think it, it starts with the conversation of the goals and strategies, right? I think when it comes to media in general, everyone looks to your standard metrics of, oh, it's working, right? Simple things, email opens, clicks, impressions, things like that. But those are almost proxies to what is actually happening, right? A lot of more sophisticated organizations say, well, we've done the research and the modeling to know that if these actions are taken, that leads to this outcome. I think what a lot of people are trying to do is say, well, can you, can you show us those outcomes instead and get right to the point based on what our goals and strategies are? Exactly. And I, I think there's also this, as there is just kind of almost so much data. There's a question around, well, what data is meaningful and are the metrics that we've all historically looked at, you know, let's pick on media for a minute of, you know, impressions and clicks, are those really indicative of, you know, engagement and action down the road or is there something better we all can be looking at and thinking about? Rachel, that, that question you just posed, is there something better? Um, tell, me, tell me a little bit about that. Let's go a little more in depth in that. You know, again, some of these measurements have been around you know, 20 years now. Uh, what, what are some of the areas where you're seeing marketers and brand teams push for more? It's a variation of the same question, actually. But interestingly, right? If, if you talk to any marketer, gonna, there's going to be a, a difference between what they care about and what somebody else cares about. What we should care about it depends on what they're trying to accomplish. And the challenge though with that is how do you find the right data point? So, so Rachel had mentioned, you know, do you have enough data or getting enough data or is it, but really it's, is it the right data to help you 
make that connection. You know, I, I mentioned proxies before, that's just a hack in order to make it work, right? Is it perfect? No. Does it work in most cases? Yeah. But it also takes a little extra effort to link those sort of basic metrics that are commoditized in a way, taken advantage of to be able to say, well, what are we actually trying to accomplish here? And what are those metrics or KPIs, key performance indicators that we can say align back to that actual question? And I feel like a lot of the work ahead of time is less about collecting the data, getting the data, playing with it, looking at it. It's the upfront thought of what do we care about? What do we want to focus on? And how do we make sure it's set up to show if that's uh, you know, improving or, or not? How, how do you help clients do that? Um, you know, how do you help them kind of keep themselves focused, keep themselves in tune and you know, kind of tune out some of the uh, excess information? I, mean, I know there's this sort of tendency, like let's collect everything and we'll figure it out as we go along. You don't, you're not going to say no to like, no, you can't have this information because a lot of the cases clients will, and brands will have their own platform that it needs to ingest that information that they're using for things outside of our, our realm, right? It's, it's a completely separate uh, conversation they're having. But I do think whenever we are having a conversation about the, you know, the platform and performance on the platform, the sooner you can have the, what do you guys care about? What, what does success look like to you? We are able to, in a lot of ways, find way, you know, find that metrics, the, the align those metrics. We've started ingesting a lot of clinical data uh, recently to show, you know, are we seeing a, a change in prescribing behavior, or are the, the audience you're reaching, are they seeing patients with the, the right diagnosis, the relevant diagnosis to what the brand's indicated for? So you can have those conversations ahead of time and say, well, we have this data, does that align with what your needs are? And then how do we get those data sets to line up to see, is this actually working? Is it leading to the outcomes you want it to uh, and moving on from there? I'd like to move on to a related topic. Um, this is about measurement, ROI measurement versus some of the basic campaign metrics. I mean, again, you know, script lift is not something anyone's going to be upset about, but is ROI and script lift, are, are those the answers? Um, is there anything else that advertisers should be thinking about or maybe thinking more prominently about? That's a big yes. I, I think, and I'll, Dave, I'll give like the quick headline, which is sure. ROI and script lift are really measurable from an omni-channel marketing perspective. You, know, you need to be getting all of that data from all of those sources can an individual platform or publisher measure quote unquote script lift? Sure ish, but <laughs> is it really an accurate representation of what's going on in the platform and what you're getting? Or is it indicative of the broader ecosystem and that omni-channel marketing plan? Yes. Um, you know, so from our perspective, it's not that we don't want to measure it. It's that it just really doesn't represent what we're bringing to this campaign individually and the insights that we can bring our partners in terms of working with Helio and working with our platform more intelligently in the future. Dave, I'll yeah, kind of let you yeah it, perfect. And, and there is the spectrum of it, right? So at the top, you have that, that script lift and ROI measurement to Rachel's point. You need the full context to have a really accurate measurement of that. You know, there's it's not black and white. It doesn't mean that if you don't have script lift, you have nothing, right? There's a lot in between that is useful. And I think one of the biggest things to use it for is not, you know, the, 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 the thing everyone wants to jump to is did my marketing work, which is a retroactive look that likely is some sort of ROI or script lift calculation that needs to take everything in consideration. 
but there's so much to learn on a smaller scale on individual program levels to understand, was this the right way to handle this particular campaign or, or activity or program, or if we tweaked it this way, or, you know, went for this audience or used, you know, added this, uh, uh, add on to it to help amplify it. Would we see better results on an individual program basis? That's extremely valuable throughout the campaign. And if you can tie those types of optimizations to more clinical type behavior, more outcome-based versus the commoditized proxy metrics like delivery and things like that, that becomes extremely meaningful and beneficial to, you know, year over year, improving that overall ROI calculation that, you know, Helio may not have access to, to provide, but we can be a strong contributor to it based on the measurement and the campaigns we can provide. You know, and, and just jumping in on that, you know, was not just, you know, was this the right audience, but was this the right type of messaging, you know, from what we can see on Helio? So was there a different flavor or a different combination that we can recommend to our, our clients going forward that might help them reach that audience they're looking to reach smarter, better, faster, et cetera? This, this is a question I have based on what um, both of you just said. But um, how, how do you how, how do you prevent clients from kind of getting uh, getting ahead of themselves from asking that question? Is my marketing working so early in the pitch? Um, are there things that you say? Are there strategies that you adopt that kind of help them take the bigger picture view? Yeah, it, it's it's sort of the same conversation of we we'd love to contribute to that. We would love to measure that for you, but we only have part of the puzzle you know, what we can offer, what we can do. If you want to share that information with us and help you measure ROI as a whole, we can absolutely do that. We have the capability, we have the data to put that together. But I think it, it circles back to, well, what are we trying to accomplish here in, in this relationship, right? We can make the, the interactions with the Helio audience as optimal as possible, quarter over quarter, year over year program, you know, whatever it might be as best as it can. And build up some of that clinical behavior performance as you go to see the contribution to the overall ROI. You're never going to tell someone, don't look at ROI. It doesn't work. Of course. I mean, of course it works. It just, it's not, it's, it's an overall Rachel's point, an omni-channel measurement strategy that is important. But like I said, that doesn't diminish the value of per program reporting and performance to see, is this really contrib contributing to that that overall ROI. Yeah, I think in addition, there's also kind of those in-between metrics of, you know, how are we helping our clients to understand if this is working or not, not just from an ROI perspective, but, you know, going past an impression, a click, an engagement, et cetera, you know, working with them to, to kind of create that more fulsome picture that's, you know, kind of coloring in between those lines. Right. It's, it's not as simple as this number was here, you know, at low and now it's high. We can say we saw other metrics that did well. I think one of our, one of our main uh, KPIs we look at is, you know, new prescriber rate, right? Did someone prescribe before they engaged with the program? And then did they afterwards? Does, is that a causational relationship? No. And no one would ever suggest it is because you need the full data set for it but it is working and there is information there that you can optimize against and learn what to do better the next time uh, to, to Rachel's point. Those are those in-between metrics. You have, you know, ROI and script lift at sort of the top, which is takes a huge amount of infrastructure to put together and measure all the way to 
did we deliver on the campaign you know, contractual goals, probably at the minimum side? And then you know, there's that level of media metrics, performance engagement, things like that. But, and that's standard. Though, you know, physician level data that gets sent back to clients, those are the type of things that are pretty standard in the industry. But taking that step further and saying, well, even on a per campaign or per program basis, did we see a behavior change? Are we hitting the right audience based on diagnosis behavior, right? Not just on a target list, but like, is the tar- target list validation is, is helpful in a lot of cases. And especially uh, who within the target list is being reached. And that kind of opens a door to a lot different types of conversations about, you know, it's not all the way up to the ROI and script lift, but it's valuable. It does make change. You know, it does help you give you informed, make informed decisions about what to do next with your strategy. What should brand teams, uh, clients, anybody be asking for from publishers um, versus what they should be asking for from consultants? Whenever you can find a way to measure behavior change, that is ideal. You know, it's, when you look at a lot of the standard media metrics, you can see, did the exposure happen, right? And a lot of models have been built on, it takes X number of exposures to assume a behavior has been changed. If you can find a way to link an exposure to a behavior change or a, a group of exposures to say, yes, there was a behavior change that can become really powerful on a very specific level. We talked, you know, again, overall ROI, overall script lift is great, but when you break that down and you say, all right, so we saw a, you know, a two to one ROI on this, what do we do next year? Which parts of that were some of them five to one and other parts, one to one, did we lose money on some, how do you determine which pieces worked and which did better? And that's, I think where that individual measurement of the, of each of activity or project or program was there some behavior change we could associate to this? So, you know, I think there to everything that Dave was saying, like, are you efficiently reaching the audience you're looking to reach, you know, and, and by efficiently, you know, it's a question of validation. Like I've generated this list. Um, I I'm working with these partners who within this list is each reaching and, you know, what does, what do those individual profiles look like? You know, is, is this kind of, Within that list is is one partner, you know, for instance, at Helio, are we reaching the guys that, you know, on that list you really we think you really want to be reaching, and and we give that validation, um, you know, and from there, like, what behaviors are we observing within that? Are we observing that, you know, your loyalists are continuing to prescribe or prescribing more? Are we observing that you're seeing new prescriptions from? the prescribers who historically haven't prescribed or, you know, are very low prescribers and all of that is, is viewable. And it's, you know, less necessarily about that overall script lift and ROI, but more about the individual program and what was observed within, you know, that program or set of programs by platform. And and to the audience quality point, uh, you were saying, we've mentioned this a couple of times, but a lot of brands put invest a lot into developing who they should be marketing to and who they want to start adopting their brand. And, you know, it's not to say that this is going to prove that they were right or wrong. Uh, it's more of, of that group of people that you've decided are important to the brand to start prescribing, who, who did we reach? And are they the stronger ones than maybe the other ones are, right? We could see that we looked at it a couple of different ways, actually, where we looked at the prescribers we've reached and looked at 
what are they diagnosing total across these doctors, take this group of doctors say, what are they prescribing for everybody? What percentage of the diagnoses that they're making are of an indication for your brand, right? In some cases, it's like 10, 15%, like in a breast cancer type type scenario, where it's a much more specialized scenario. Other times it's like, well, if you, if, if you're in, you know, something like in gastroenterology and it's like three or 4%. You think about that. Like if you have a specific, a specific brand that's meant for one thing and 3% of all of the patients, the doctors you're reaching or seeing are relevant to you. That's a lot of patients. That's a lot. That's a, that's an, that's a big metric. That's an important thing to know. And they're not always going to get that from an ROI study or an ROI metric. And that can help you determine, well, we know this program reached this really highly qualified audience versus, you know, this other, you know, this Helio program versus this Helio program, uh, really saw a, a higher quality audience. Yes. Of course you can say, well, this vendor saw a higher quality audience than this vendor, but you have to have that information for everybody. Is there skepticism from brands, publishers who measure because there's this assumption that, okay, the numbers that are being shown are the ones that support a renewal. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. I say very little obfuscation in the, what, who's being engaged with anymore. Uh, you know, almost all of these brands ref, you know, ask for physician level data back, a, a, you know, a literal log of which doctors engage with what program and how and when. So there's very little to hide with the engagement there. And not to say anyone be, would be devious that way at all. It's more of, you know, if you put it, if you put enough together, you can tell, they can tell the story themselves. So there's nothing to say, you know, if we come in and say, look, it did all of this, it, it you know, 60% in new prescriber rate. And they're like, well, no way that doesn't make any sense. Well, th- you have to look at the context of that, right? These are the prescribers we saw. If, you know, is it a mature brand or not? If it's, if it's a brand that just came out, 60% new prescriber, rate's not going to be that weird, right? Cause everyone's going to be a new prescriber at some point. If it's a bit of mature brand, that has been around for 10 years. You may not be looking at new prescriber rate for success, right? You want, may want to look at a script rate type thing. How many you know, scripts per doctor, you know, per situation type thing to change that conversation around. So, you know, I think it also, that gets back to the, what are they trying to measure? What do they care about? What are their goals? to make sure you align on how are we going to measure this campaign ahead of time versus a blanket. It's working based on these metrics over here that weren't discussed ahead of time. You know, I think though that it also is a question of, of almost the partnership between the platform and, you know, the brand team, either at the agency or the brand themselves and really working to, you know, present not just what's going to be a great picture for a renewal, but a picture that's going to be actionable and insightful for the brand team themselves. So kind of to where we started this conversation, if I'm an individual platform and I'm showing an amazing ROI number and I'm taking all the credit for it for an omni-channel brand that has this huge strategy, I can, I can understand skepticism from the brand themselves. You know, whereas you know, we're, what we're really saying here is that working with the brands to show insights on an individual platform basis and trying to work through behavior, um, you know, kind of for that aggregate basis on their list and on their audience. Um, But really looking from our platform shouldn't be perceived with any skepticism because the aim is really to work with our brands and understand, help them understand the best you know, future 
strategy for you know that interaction between you know helio and the brand themselves right. we have uh, one final topic i'd love to uh, ask you guys about and i think you both touched on it already a little bit but um it's about the types of metrics that publishers should be thinking about and measuring um, behavior change type metrics versus you know the audience quality metrics walk us through some of those um, walk us through scenarios in which one or the other might be preferable yeah and, and we've touched on it a little bit already you know yeah. it, depending on on the life cycle of the brand and what their goals and strategies are. We like to focus a lot on you know, mature brand, but not, you know, reaching towards the end, uh, new prescriber rate, right? You know, I think a lot of these brands will adjust their target lists over time to say, Hey, we've got our early adopters, right? That's almost always a segment on a target list. You have this group of doctors that comes in and is ready to you know, jump in and prescribe immediately. Then you have your, your laggards towards the end that you want to try to get a little more effort and put behind them. And you sort of go, the, the life cycle of it is to go down that path. It depends on who they're focusing on, right? And who, who we're reaching for them. If, if we're trying to get people who are skeptical to start prescribing, that's a big win. We should look at new prescriber rate. Uh, if it's, we, we, they have a high prescribing aspect uh, already in their, in their list. Are we seeing an increase in total scripts or scripts per for HCP? And obviously, you have to have you know the the patients to come in and see them. But we do we don't ignore script lift, right? It's not to say it's it's a bad word. You know, I think we we're honest with the fact that it's an incomplete picture from what we're we're suggesting. So we we can show it based with a you know a grain of salt to say, hey, here's what we're seeing based on our our engagement with the audience. If you have any other insight, please include it. I think behavior, the, the, um, the audience quality thing has a lot of uses even outside of, you know, a brand looking to increase scripts, right? You could use audience quality almost pre-market, right? Before your pre-release and understand, you know, if you're looking at trials and things, who are we, who are we reaching? Are they the right audience? Because they have relevant diagnoses in their, in their patients, the target list validation to understand, are we reaching the right people? Or in a lot of cases, if your program is not target list targeted, that's a great metric to understand is the platform reaching the right audience for you. Um, so those are some examples, Rachel, I'm sure you have a couple other ones as well. You know, I actually was going to go a little more kind of big picture and say that, you know, it's really that continuum. So it's, it's going from these traditional reporting metrics, impressions, engagements, clicks, to that you know, aggregate picture of ROI and everything in between that Ken and Dave said this earlier, brands are, are demanding physician level data. You know, they're, they're seeing a lot of it and it's, it's not a lack of necessarily data in our marketplace, but a lack of insight and, and you know, what is measurable that's really important in terms of you know, working with brands and you know, I think it's it's really that whole story. So these are my impressions. These are my engagements. Here is my audience quality. Here is you know the the kind of individual um, engagement behavior and and how it relates to you know broader behavior within my audience. And then of course the the end result is that ROI and 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 script lift. But really, like, what are the insights there? And is the insight there, there are potentially additional tactics that can be leveraged by this brand on this platform 
that can help message a little bit differently. Um, you know, is, do we consider this working? And, and, you know, that's where we should move forward in terms of next year, next six months, et cetera. And, you know, I think that's really where this whole discussion started, which is not just, you know, do we have the data? I think we all have the data. It's, it's what's measurable and what's insightful. Yeah, and I guess to a certain extent, that's got to be a little, you know, I wouldn't say frustrating to you guys, but, uh, you know, everybody wants an answer. They want a binary yes or no, as opposed to like, well, it depends. And here are some of the factors that are going to contribute. Dave some of the yes. A lot, so it's actually yeah. kind of exciting. Well, and some of the questions, some of the yes or no questions are answerable, right? It's, you know, occasionally it's a yes, yes and, or, you know, no, but, and those types of things. And you want to expand the the idea behind did this work or not to defining work right w- what is that level of its working and why is that the indicator because that can give you a lot of insights of to what else should you care about right what else is valuable to you besides a you know script lift or, or roi number because there is a lot that is valuable to thinking about next year's strategies and tactics one last question for you both. Um, you know, it's the crystal ball question in terms of, um, you know, what's next? Um, what are some of the things that both of you are looking for in this realm over the next year, two years beyond? You know, what are, what are some of your best case scenarios for uh, Helio's growth and uh, continued success? I think industry-wise, with, uh, we're sort of hitting a, so that, like the last 10 years has been a push to, to, have access to all of the data and everyone's been fighting to get more and, you know, find a way to ingest it and use it and do things with it and just get more and more. There's going to be, you know, the, I think the standard pendulum swing of you're getting more and more and more and more. And now it's like, now we need to start hyper-focusing on the right stuff, right? Let's, let's stop storing all the things that don't care and stop asking for the things that don't care and only things ask for the things that do care, but we all have to identify what those are for ourselves before we can start narrowing it down. So I think that's probably in near, you know, nearer than further come upcoming. I think I would say from an excitement standpoint, you know, within Helio, I think it is those strategic insights that, you know, we can offer to brands in terms of, you know, of course we can measure, as Dave said, we can measure anything we have data for. If a brand wanted us to measure their omni-channel strategy, we're super happy to do it for them. But I think it's it's really brands are looking for and should be asking for partners that can give them smart insights to help them you know, guide their marketing plans and make the best decisions possible. Dave, Rachel, thank you so much for this conversation. Um, I feel a lot smarter um, than I did at the start of it. So that's always a, it's always a pretty good sign that uh, you guys shared some incredible stuff. Many thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. All right. And for MM&M, this is Larry Dobrow. Many thanks for listening as always and be well.